my question is, I have a daughter, and it doesn't matter what my suggestion for her is, whether it's to help her or guide her or coach her, she always has a better solution, a better answer, and refuses to take guidance, and often falters, stumbles, and falls because she refuses to take help. That is my question, is how do you properly parent and guide a child that refuses your guidance and gets angry when given such guidance? Well, Jeannie, my dear, you need some help today, and we're going to give it to you, and let's reach out and give Jeannie a big parenting hug here today, because Jeannie is having what we call as a parenting moment, you know? Uh, It's important. It's an important moment. It's a critical moment. And how Jeannie handles these difficult moments, let me just bring it more personal to you, how you handle these intentional moments with your kids will color your relationship maybe for the rest of your life with your kids. Because I'll tell you, it comes up more than once. These parenting moments when your kids, you love them, maybe they're young adults now, and of course they it varies how you respond based on age, but when, you're, when your children are making decisions or heading in a direction that concerns you or you're talking to them and they're not listening or you share with them and you think, I wish they would just listen to me, How do you handle that? Dr. Randy here. This is Intentional Living. We're live, our whole team standing by to hear you uh, at 888-888-1717. What one thing have you learned, parent or grandparent, that would help another parent? Or what would you say to Jeannie today? You talk, you share, they just don't listen. Hard-headed, stubborn. I wonder where they get that from. 888-888-1717. By the way, to sweeten the deal here, to get you to call so you can be a part of the show today, I told the team, listen, I'd like to send to everybody who calls to be on the show, you get access to a 30-day devotional that we've created and written just for you called One Thing Makes the Difference, 30 Days to Closeness with Christ. Okay? 888-888-1717. You'll get the instructions on how you can get that when you call. Free. It's just... Uh, a way of saying thanks for being a part of the show today and sharing your wisdom. Now, think about it. What have you learned that you want to pass along to another parent when you have a son or daughter who, frankly, just doesn't listen? They don't listen to you. Or they're making a decision that you're concerned about and you don't know, should I say something or should I back off? What should I do? Because, you know, sometimes parenting is a joy and sometimes it's a pain in the neck. The Bible says, in fact, there's a whole bunch of proverbs about foolish kids. There's a few about some foolish parents, too, but that's another issue. Uh, proverbs 10, 10 one says, a wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. And I circle the word grief. To dad, too, not just to, not just to a mom. You know it. So before we get to the calls, there are, there are th- just very briefly, we'll come back to this a little bit. There are three approaches when parenting, what I call these parenting moments, when your kids, you know they need to hear something, but you don't know how to approach it. First of all, it's my way. I'm right. I'm the parent. I'm the authority. I'm going to tell you what, this is what you got to do. And you know what, parents, sometimes that works with compliant kids, but often it doesn't. Then there's your way, the child's way. Whatever you want, that's fine. I mean... You figure out how life is, and I'll talk to you later, which is very permissive, frankly. And then, of course, we believe, we teach, there's God's way of parenting. 
How do you know what that is? Understanding what Scripture teaches, teaching your children. You know what? When you, when you approach parenting God's way, it really takes you off the hook as a parent and keeps the child on the hook, which is a really, really critical thing. It's really an important thing. Because the fact is sometimes parenting can bring you joy. Sometimes it can bring you a pain in the neck. Now, Katrina, share with us, uh, what one thing do you do as a parent when you see your kids about to make one of those dumb decisions uh, that you don't agree with? One of the things that I do with my adult children to stay out of drama is that I allow them to come and talk to me, and I don't offer help or advice unless they ask for it. And that seems to be really a good boundary for all of us. And I've noticed that if my children do want my opinion, they say, Mom, I really would like to know what you think I should do or what is a good choice. And then I offer it. But I don't always bump into their problems and offer what I think they should do without them asking me. Because then it's their own problem and not mine. Biting your tongue, biting your lip. Can you imagine how difficult that is for me? I've made my whole life, my whole living, everything has been about giving advice and sharing ideas and telling you what, what I think or what the, the Bible teaches and, and then having kids and grandkids and trying to shut up and listen and back off. It ain't been easy. Okay. So I understand those of you who, who find it difficult. Katrina, you're not alone. We hear from a lot of other parents like you learning to be intentional by listening instead of preaching. Pamela, are you Hi, there? my name there is Pamela, Thank you, Pamela I've learned through the years of parenting with my one single daughter to listen, to just listen to what she has to say and what she's feeling and not always give my opinion, not always come out with, what I think she should do, but to just listen. It's taken me a long time to learn it, and we're a lot closer because I listen. And it brings you close together and all your kids. I'm a fifth grade teacher, and I've learned to listen. And that's taken me a long time to figure that out. It all really right. helps. Yeah, that's great. Take care. Thank you, Pamela. I appreciate it. Sorry about that, not getting you on there. Uh, listen, you know, we're talking today about kids, and, and in particular about us as parents. Because if you're a parent, you know there's times your kids have come and you wish they would listen and you want you want to share with them, especially as they get older. It's easier sometimes when they're 6, 7, 8, 10, when they get to be 14, 18, 24, or 30, and you see things that you're concerned about, uh, how, to, how to approach that, how to connect with your kids so they can listen to you. That's not always easy. It really isn't. Uh, let's find out from Andrew how he handles it there in, in uh, New Mexico. Uh, how you doing, Andrew? Yes, hi, Randy. How are you? Good. How do you handle oh, this? Doing great. <laughs> well, it's been crazy. I really need some help. My kids have been extremely confrontational lately, um, and I'm just trying to not be reactive. Yeah. Uh, because that's really what they want. They want a reaction out of me. Like my kids were like arguing, arguing, arguing with anything, even if it's factual. And I finally just reacted with, "I feel like you just don't respect my word," and that struck me and hit me because I'm like, "Wow." How much do we do I do the same to God, and how how much is He the ultimate parent yeah. uh, for all of us? But I'm still really struggling, going through a divorce right now, mm. trying to save the marriage. I've got four of them, four little eleven, 
and uh, could use some help. Well, have you seen, since you've been going through this stress in your marriage, have you seen more confrontational behavior and disruption with the kids? Yeah, lots of, lots of, uh, it's definitely increased, especially when I have them, like they're striving for the attention because they're all ADHDers. So they just really strive for that, even if they get negative attention. And they're uh, getting a lot of that from uh, their mother as well. Uh, because she's got an extended amount of stress as well with the full situation. Yeah, too. well, it's, uh, I'm sorry you guys are going through this. How often are you with the kids? Uh, I have them about three to four days a week. Okay. Well, a couple things I, I would offer to any parents going through this. Obviously, our prayer is for re- reconciliation, restoration of marriages when possible. But when not possible, to understand that the kids get drawn into something they didn't they didn't start, didn't want, and certainly aren't happy about. But kids are resilient. Kids are resilient. And one of the things I've always told parents, blend all families, but especially if you're going through this kind of crisis or any sort of a, a time of change or crisis, as much routine as you can possibly muster is important. In other words, predictability. Because right now their world isn't predictable. It's upside down, what's going to happen, what's next. The more they know that they have predictability. Secondly, letting them know in advance what a schedule is going to be. Here's how the next three days are going to, here's what we're going to do today. Here's what we're going to do tomorrow. So they're not living with a constant sense of, well, what's next? Third, keeping your stuff out of their stuff. In other words, the issues that you're facing, the things you're going through and the disruption in your life to guard your kids. I mean, you got to be real in terms of your own life, but not sharing with your kids stuff that adults are going through. In other words, you're the parent giving them security, predictability, listening to them. Um, I think those are important things. And then taking care of yourself, which is really critical when we think about uh, our kids and grandkids and making sure, um, you know, how to communicate, because that's really what we're talking about today. What do you do when your kids come to you and they ask, first of all, be available to listen to their quote. What do you do when you see them? either behaving or moving in a direction that concerns you. You know, how do you respond to that? Let's go to Matthew in Wisconsin. Hey, Matthew, how you doing? Hi. I'm I'm great. I've found that for me personally, I have to be still and held by the Lord in the moment because I, I just need to have that time and space to think about things. Uh, so how does and, that work? You mean when you, you see, yeah. give us an example of how that might work for you. It works um, uh, pretty easily at this point. My uh, son, um, oldest son, is in his 20s, mm-hmm. and um, he, I raised him to be an intentional young person, mm-hmm. and I have to stop and remember that. I put in time, um, uh, we have put in time as a family to raise intentional children, so we've given them these tools, and then my first uh, go-to is to always be that parent and coach and jump in. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn to stop doing that and let my son be able to guide his own life. And what I end up just figuring out is ultimately he makes the best decisions yeah. for himself. Mm-hmm. I only really uh, want to give advice or talk about huge life decisions like marriage, mm-hmm. um, career, um, or money, uh, buying a house. Um, other than that, uh, I really try to stay out of his business. I love to listen. I love yeah. to, to be called. I love to talk um, person to person, have the father son relationship because we're not friends. We're parents and mm-hmm. we're children. 
but uh, that's that's how I handle it. And it's taken me a while to, to figure that out. Yeah, you know, one of the things I've <laughs> I've discovered is when we when I talk, my my our children are all adults. They have, we have grandkids, eight grandkids. Um, but as we're talking, because of the way I'm wired, as they're talking about life and things, I'm always thinking of three options. You know, I'm thinking of ideas and. I've had to bite my tongue because you're right. They know they're closer to the situation. They're closer to what's going on. They, they know things that I don't know. And frankly, they don't want, they don't really don't want to know. They really don't want my opinion. If they did, they would ask for it. Um, and so you're Absolutely. right. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, what, what I've learned is if you offer too much, um, they don't come and ask for anything after a while. Cause they <laughs> figure they're going to get it anyway, you know? So, uh, we're better to back off and give them space. I agree with you. To be still, like you said. All right. Well, uh, congratulations on learning that. And thank you for sharing that, Matthew. Thank you so very much. Appreciate it, my friend. We're talking today about, uh, we started with um, a caller, Gina, who left a comment, a question about every time I talk to my kids, um, they won't listen to me. Anything I say to them, they ignore my comments and my suggestions, my input, and they just do what they want. Then it blows up in their face, and and then I'm stuck with the consequences. That's my paraphrase of what Jeannie said. But some of you feel that way. You see your kids going down an, an avenue, and you're concerned about it. Now, obviously, a 6- or 7-year-old you're going to deal with differently than a 16-year-old or a 26-year-old. But the principle here is pretty clear. Train up a child the way he should go. In other words, understanding their unique bent, building into their lives, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. And so it's something we do early. We do training. That's what we teach. Training, teaching when they're young. And then as they grow up, are they always going to make good decisions? Probably not. Did you? <laughs> Did you? Um, probably not either. All right, tell you what, the, the phone line's reopen to you. If you want to join in the discussion, what would you say to this topic? How do you deal with kids when, you, when you're concerned, you want to say something as a parent or grandparent, but you don't know how to handle it? What have you learned that you'll share with others? And again, we have the One Thing Makes a Difference uh, devotional. You'll find out how you can receive it. It's free. We'll send it to you. It's our gift to you just for being a part of the show today. As you call 888 1717 This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. When do you use the two sides of parenting? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with another Intentional Living Minute. There are two sides of parenting, what I call the hard side and the soft side, and intentional parents know about both and know when to use each. The hard side of parenting is when your child is irresponsible. Maybe they've been lying to you or not following through with their responsibilities or shirking taking on the opportunity to help out in the family. When you have a child that's frankly just being lazy, you need to use the hard side, which means you're gonna hold them accountable. There's gonna be consequences for that kind of behavior. The softer side of parenting, when you sit down with your child and really connect with them around their heart, is when they're hurting and confused. There's a balance in this process of parenting. I think of King David in 1 Kings chapter one, 
where it said he never rebuked his son, and his son grew up to rebel. So be intentional with your kids. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. You know, David, David in Scripture, you know, God love him, and uh, he's a hero of Scripture, but boy, he was a lousy parent. He really was. And that one of the things I love about Scripture is, you know, there's no uh, cover-up here. We just see it. God just lays it out for us to see the flaws and foibles of humanity and our dependence on God. And so we can learn from so much from Scripture if we spend time just asking God to reveal it to us. And that's what we're talking about today. You know, as a parent, you, you must have times when you look at your, maybe you have an adult son or daughter and they're about to make a decision and you're questioning, wondering, concerned, and what do you say? What don't you say? Do you back off? Is prayer enough? Should you be speaking up? Should you be confronting? How do you handle that? What have you learned? And I know every situation, every child's different, every family's different, but principles that work. Intentional living is about understanding what's the next right one thing to do. Because here's a fact, how you handle these intentional moments with your son or daughter will color your relationship, not only for now, but maybe for the rest of your life in that relationship with your son or daughter. And so it's a critical moment in time. Come and join us, 888-888-1717. We'll get you the one thing makes a difference. We'll tell you how you can access that, the devotional, our gift to you for being a part of the show today. Online, by the way, Facebook friends, thank you for joining us. You can make a comment below, um, or you're welcome to just call us uh, while we're live at 888-888-1717. Michael, Michael, hi there. How are you today? Doing very good, Dr. Rennie. How are you today? Good. Good. What have you learned about this parenting moment? Well, the one thing I have learned is that you have to pick and choose your battles carefully. Yeah, you mean that. Yes. That's true. So how do you decide which battles to pick and which ones not to pick? Well, what I do is that I try and I make sure that I pray about everything with my kids, you know, even when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Because I have to be careful because I don't want them to do something wrong or come from my point of view. I'd rather them think about it themselves. Mm-hmm. Is that hard for a, you to do? Uh, no, because I've learned that, you know, I have to let God do things his way and not necessarily my way. Mm-hmm. Well, because I, if I do, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Um, because if I do, then, you know, if something goes wrong, it comes back on me and they say, well, you shouldn't have told me to do that or this or that. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I tell them, pray about it before you do something and be careful. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, as we talk about this thing of parenting, it's we can jump in way too soon when God is doing something in our kids or grandkids lives. And we either overprotect them or jump in and solve a problem for them instead of allowing them to learn some lessons. I mean, we've we've taught around here for years um, in our ministry about helping kids learn the realities of life and uh, understanding that there are logical, natural consequences for life and experiencing those. At the same time, we want to protect them from, boy, the evil in the world today. And so, obviously, we have to strike a balance. You got to be smart. You can't be stupid as a parent. I mean, what's going on with this fentanyl stuff on the on the streets today, killing thousands and thousands and thousands of kids? 
mean, we got to jump in and we got to tell our kids the truth about what's going on. And, you know, you don't wait and say, well, I'll let them discover for themselves. You got to step up and tell your kids the truth. But there are other things in life where sometimes they need to, to discover some lessons and learn some lessons that can be important for them. And, and it's what's more difficult now more than ever is I think as, um, Michael was saying, choosing your battles carefully, knowing which one, which battle to pick. And I believe that the, the battles you need to pick really revolve around their safety, security, and the long-term impact on their lives. Because we can pick way too many battles and rob our kids of learning some lessons, making sure that we have some logical or natural consequences that they can learn from. Come join us. What do you think? You agree to disagree? What do you do when your kids are making decisions and you're, you're concerned about it? How do you approach it? Do you talk to them or do you back off? How do you do it? 888 is uh, the phone number. Charlotte is in uh, Arizona. Hi. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? Good. Good. Go right ahead. What would you like to share? Well, I'm, I survived parenthood. I have three adult children and I started with my son and I was a crazy lady um, with him and he's 41 currently and I've decided it's never too late to have your kids open their ears to hear you to re- and ask for guidance. Um, I started by asking him for forgiveness mm. so hopefully he could be healed and restored and have an open ear again for that kind of guidance that he might choose to call me for. <laughs> but with my daughters, I was a different person because I had the Lord in my life more solidly. And we did a lot of dialogue and a lot of prayer. So even now when they're adults and they're making choices, whether they ask for my help or not, I'm always covering them with prayer because boy, our kids sure need it today. But giving them understanding and trying to have a conversation and share biblical perspective, that is so key that our kids need to hear, not just, uh, you know, do this, don't do that. Yeah. Well, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. You know, but you did that. You did that more with your firstborn. I did not do that with my firstborn. That's why I needed to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> oh, I so, mean, though, what, were you were you uh, too, com- too complacent or... Uh, passive or permissive, or were you too authoritarian with him? Too authoritarian. Yeah, that's what I thought. He had to do yeah. it my way or exactly. no way with no explanation. That's how I was raised, right. so that's how I was raising him. Yeah, that's what I thought I heard you saying, that, that again, firstborns, I think all parents should say, we apologize to you. <laughs> you know, you're kind of the model, the uh, prototype child. And uh, there's always a prototype before you roll out the manufacturing of the other ones. And so those of us who are babies in the family, by the time they got to us, our parents were so tired and worn out. We kind of got along, got away with stuff. But uh, for firstborns, you you got it. And I think Charlotte's reminding us in her case, hey, this is the way it's going to be. Remember I mentioned at the beginning of the show, there's three ways of approaching this. It's my way or the highway. I'm the parent. I'm always right. And you're always going to be right if you do what I say. Now, you may not feel that's what you're saying, but maybe that's the way it's being received. Instead of saying, what is God's way? What is God's plan? Uh, Someday they're going to be out of the home. They're going to be on their own. What kind of a relationship do I want? And uh, does God intend for me with them? All right. Thank you, Charlotte. Appreciate your call. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Just before we do, 
what we're doing here, we're going to stay here in the studio. We're going off the air live here in about three or four minutes, five minutes. Uh, but we're going to stay in the studio for another 30 minutes and continue to talk to you all off the air. And we'll share those calls, uh, in fact, tomorrow on the air. So if you want to join us, here's the question. When it comes to your kids and you have concerns about decisions they're making or directions they're taking, and maybe they're an adult, maybe it has to do with their finances or their marriage or their life or whatever, how do you, what have you learned about what to say or not to say? Do you shut up? Do you speak up? Do you back off? What do you do? What works? Give me a call. I want to talk to you. 888-888-1717. And I have, uh, we'll give you access here so you can uh, receive our uh, One Thing Makes a Difference book. It's a 30-day devotional book that will be very encouraging to you. We'll get it to you. Closeness to Christ. Give us a call. 888-888-1717. And so Hagar was a rejected person. You know what? Some of you, especially those of you in intimate, close relationships in marriage or family who have been rejected, you know the pain associated with it. Some of you know the deep hurt that can be felt when you're rejected in a relationship. And yet, it's interesting, in the case of Hagar, God stepped in and said, I'll make you a mighty nation as well. I wonder what that did to her heart. Of course, we know that because we see it in scripture later, how she really identified and appreciated that Jehovah God would step in and do this for her. Mm -hmm. Here's the point. God will encourage those stuck in an unloving relationship. I believe that. That's an excerpt to a, a full teaching that's going out to our intentional living community of supporters this month on the topic of how God steps in and loves the unloving, the unloved. How does God love the unloved? What does he do? He has a way of making up the difference. And I give you examples of four characters in scripture, how he did that and how it can speak to you or someone you know who feels unloved. So watch for it. It's our lesson for this month. I want to thank those of you who are praying for us, supporting us, standing with us, being a part of Intentional Living. Uh, You're making a difference. You're impacting people for Christ. If you don't know him, the ultimate intentional thing to do today is to give your life to Christ. He cares for you and he loves you. We have a resource at our website you can see that helps you take those first steps in that relationship at theintentionallife.com. When you're there, you can hit the donate button to find out more about uh, supporting the ministry if you are able to do so. We appreciate it. Today, we've got uh, calls we're going to continue with again tomorrow. We'd love to have you call now because we're going to stay right here in the studio for the next uh, 25 minutes or so and talk to those of you who call, sharing your story, asking your questions about this, uh, and uh, we'd love to have you be a part of it. Again, 888 The line is open. Give me a call. We'll talk to you. And uh, make sure you get access to the One Thing Makes the Difference 30-Day to Closeness with Christ devotional book that we'll send to you as you call 888 Tomorrow we're going to hear from Glenna uh, and talk about uh, what she learned when she made mistakes with a rebellious daughter, what one thing she learned. Uh, we'll get to that, and and uh, Tawny is going to join us as well uh, when we talk about how she stayed connected with an adult child when they're making decisions she doesn't agree with. We'll be doing that tomorrow as well. 
Uh, We'll see you. Have a great day. God bless you. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.